Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is. The head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. I am Spud Goodman. <laughs> the Spud Man. <laughs> Welcome to our little radio show, done remotely, of course. Uh, let me say it's pretty cool you've chosen to spend some quality time with us. It means a lot to me. I mean, I, I mean, I can't honestly state for sure I would listen to your radio show, you know, if you had one. But I like to think I would do the right thing and return the favor. Um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to be more truthful in my life because uh, regardless of all those annoying fact-checking sites, it's the right thing to do. Yes. Anyway, let's get this thing going and, and introduce, this is my job here, I'm going to introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give us a full-on... Belly laugh, if you will. Well, if you say so. <clears throat> mm, oh, I wow. think that was one of my best. You know, I've been working on my diaphragm uh, to be able to control my oxygen capacity. Some people think laughing on demand is an easy gig, but it's not. Yeah, well, I hear you, Aunt Dorothy. I couldn't do your job for sure. So now I right. need to bring on our show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. You know, I'm having a good day so far. You have like 12 seconds to adequately express yourself. Go. Oh, uh, 12 seconds? Gosh, I, I, you know, I appreciate you giving me a larger platform to adequately express myself. And I, I do. I want to welcome everyone. And uh, sorry about that, but we need to move along here. Now I need to oh. introduce our show's intern, Chance. So, uh, Mr. Most Popular Person on this show, or, or so I'm told, um, do you have anything of merit to say? I'm not a trained SEAL, Spud. Have you given thought to the reason I am the most popular person on this show? Could it be because I don't babble on about nothing on the air? I choose my words carefully, and also, I am much cooler than you. Really? Babbling? Uh, oh, okay, Mr. Cooler Than Thou. Uh, how about these carefully chosen words? There are more important things in life than being popular. Um, I think it'd be actually... Really? For a talk show host? Good luck with that, career-wise. Yeah, whatever, anyway. Uh, so what I wanted to discuss on this episode is something that billions are having to deal with right now. Oh, okay, maybe not billions, but a lot of people I know. You know, because I'm talking about something that... Hey, Spud, Spud I, I need to cut in here and address something that is causing me a, a bit of distress. Now, this may make you and others on this show a bit uncomfortable, but 
If so, uh, so be it. I want to ask you this directly. Did you recently block me on Facebook? Me? Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I think I did actually. I I might have had a few beers at night. Uh, I just ran across one more of your posts talking about your your love for your dear leader. I. Yeah, and I just couldn't take it. Okay, it was nothing personal. I was I was having a really, really bad day. Why, okay, why why would my support for our president Donald J. Trump prompt you to actually block me? I, I just don't understand. Why? I don't know why that would trigger you to do such a thing. I mean, you know, most of this country supports him. So why do you have such difficulty accepting the fact that he made this country great again? Are you a hot dog, a grandstander, a showboat, and a prima donna? But you're a liar, too. Do we have to have this discussion on the air? I don't see anything good coming from bringing up Trump. Can we just change the subject? No, Mrs. Jarvis. This is the time to deal with it. Listen, have you ever been blocked before? It hurts. It hurts a great deal. I think the reason why is I've just been like so unhappy. Actually, my two ex-husbands have blocked me. They are such snowflakes. Evidently, both of them are a little sensitive to having their extracurricular behavior in our marriages being shared on social media. You know how Facebook brings back posts from the past, like years ago? Yeah. Well, I just added my own updated text on what maybe looked like a happy couple, but was really just fake news. Uh, It's all fake news. I sure hope you keep our relationship private. My mother is a Facebook friend of yours, and I'd rather she not know about all the details of our, you know, our love life. Oh, honey, honey, I will try to keep her in mind as far as what I share. But you know, I am pretty open about all aspects of my life. You know, Mrs. Jarvis, your ex-husband's blocking you seem to be mean-spirited. I cannot tell you how hurtful it is to experience this. Oh, no, no. I've blocked them now, too. Oh. Uh, dude, it's not like this is the first time I've blocked you. You know, I, I, I blocked and unblocked you I don't know how many times. You well, just didn't notice. How come you found out this time? Okay, well, my wife pointed it out to me. You you know, we have a joint Facebook page, and when she brought it to my attention, it just broke my heart. I I told her, it must be a mistake, but no, you actually did this. Don't be so overly dramatic about it. Uh, Yeah, how how does a grown man agree to a joint Facebook page? Well, Does she tie your shoes each morning, too? No, no, she doesn't. And I prefer loafers, but Spud... I want you to know that I have never, ever considered blocking you. I I treasure our friendship, both personally and online. Can you guys deal with this off the air? If there are any listeners left, I don't think they care about this topic. Good call, yo. Yeah, on that I would agree. Why don't we play some music then? Uh, Let's start off with this Lebanese band who hail from Beirut, uh, the Wanton Bishops. And their song, Sleep With The Lights On. It's off their 2012 album of the same title. These guys are really talented. Uh, Roll it.
What's up, y'all? This is Cedric the Entertainer, and I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. Oh, yeah. I holla. Uh, Spud, your first guest, Ralph Nader, is waiting to speak with you. Now, right. Mr. Nader, yeah, he ran for some office before, right? I, I distinctly remember him running in 2000-something. Uh, what are you people? On dope? Uh, yes, he did against Al Gore and George W. Bush in the 2000 presidential election. You know, some people believe he drew a significant number of votes from from Gore and it handed Bush the White House. Uh, but but outside of that, Ralph has been instrumental in a ton of consumer rights victories, both in court and legislatively. I mean, he's always working to represent the common guy against big business. I'm glad we got him on. Well, I wanted to vote for Ralph in 2000, but I just couldn't do it as what happened was what I feared. A third party vote in our dumb system is risky. You know, well, maybe I could jump in and thank Mr. Nader as George Bush was one of our country's greatest presidents. Uh, not as great as Donald Trump, but still pretty darn good. I love the poorly educated. Uh, I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that, okay? Just put Ralph through, please. Uh, got it. Here he is. Welcome to the show, consumer advocate, author, and former presidential candidate, Ralph Nader. Hey, we appreciate you coming on our show. My pleasure. So the updated version, the paperback version of your book co-written with Mark Green titled Wrecking America is now available wherever books are sold and if not, request it. So, you know, as I ask you questions about the current state of our country, I think of the future when this episode will re-air again well after the upcoming election and all the potential chaos that will probably have occurred. Ralph, at this moment now, how fragile is our democracy? Are we past the tipping point if he is or was re-elected? Not past the tipping point, but pretty fragile. Uh, I've written an article uh, uh, which is on my website in installments, uh, nader.org, showing how the countervailing forces for democracy against uh, illegal government, against corruption, against violating our Constitution, uh, against dismantling our economic health and safety protection laws characterized by the Trump regime, uh, that they're very weak. The legal profession is not standing up, led by the American Bar Association, Mm -hmm. against one of the most lawless regimes in American history. Uh, And that's true for the labor unions, that's true for the academic community. Uh, It it is very fragile, and it can be strengthened depending on how this election turns out, not just on who wins, but what the mandates are. People have got to say, you're you're getting my vote because I, I want the American people have a living wage. I want the American people to have full health insurance. I want the American people to have laws cracking down on corporate crime, fraud, and abuse. I want the American people to have a tax system that doesn't let off the wealthy and the corporate and put the burden on ordinary people. I want a, I want a, a, a government that repairs America, that upgrades America, and doesn't spend our dollars in corporate welfare, crony capitalism, or self-defeating empire. All right. Okay. Well, um, well, you've been uh, successful over the years in leading various consumer efforts to improve our quality of life. W- with the Trump administration wiping out a number of Obama-era environmental and, and civil rights measures, among many other things, if Biden wins, how difficult will it be to restore the damage? More than one election cycle? 
That's a good question, because when the Democrats won in 2008 with Obama, uh, there was, and Biden, uh, they didn't roll back much of what Bush did. So we're going to have a rollback agenda uh, to reinstate law enforcement against corporate crooks, against pollute, corporate polluters, against the people that are cheating Americans. One expert said consumers are cheated out of a trillion dollars a year just in regular scams, regular gouging, regular selling things that don't work, uh, etc. So it's a good point. The rollback has got to become a top priority. It's basically a restoration of the rule of law. It's a restoration of putting Americans first and making corporations serve the people rather than be their masters. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think there'll be a reassembled uh, Tea Party or whatever, so, you know, something similar to that, that will try to do serious damage to undercut him in 2022, you know, the off-year election like Obama had to deal with after the Affordable Care Act was signed into law in 2010? That's a good point. You know, when you win a big election like Obama, they let their guard down, the Democrats, and the Republicans took them to the cleaners in 2010 and took over Congress. And and also gerrymandered a number of states like like Pennsylvania, where it's crazy. A majority of the people voting were Democrats. A majority of the members of the House of Representatives from Pennsylvania were Republicans. See what gerrymandering does. That's a good point. Uh, In other words... There's no time to lose. Uh, You've got to move fast to restore the rule of law, the protections for the American people, empowering the American people, cleaning up dirty elections, and making sure that the tax dollars come back to the people in all kinds of ways that reflect the necessities of the people. And that's not just uh, public services like public transit, roads, bridges, clean drinking water. It's uh, restoring the kind of social safety nets for children, Social Security, full Medicare for all. That's what they do in Europe. The reason why in Western Europe there hasn't been a tax revolt is because most of the taxes go back to the people. Right. They have better public works. They have better pensions. They have better national parks. They, they have tuition-free education, higher education. They have full health care. Uh, and that's what taxes should be used for. They shouldn't be used to subsidize football stadiums, ballparks, or crony capitalism and Wall Street. Right. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question. or you've been hit, it a th- hit up with it a thousand times. Yeah, it's ab- about, about third parties and, and their impact on our presidential elections. You know, from George Wallace to Ross Perot to Jill Stein and, of course, yourself. Uh, I mean, I believe we do need more than two options, you know, two political parties. But, but with the Electoral College, it's, it's a high-risk situation. World history was changed, you know, in 2000 with, with you know, when Al Gore lost, as you did really, really well, but it resulted in empowerment. Dick Cheney and led the Bush administration into the Iraq war. So was or and or is the risk worth the act of expanding our democracy? One, we got to get rid of the Electoral College. Uh, the idea of minority uh, vote receiving candidate winning the election is unheard of in the world. You come in second and you in the popular vote and you win the election for president. Yeah. So there is a national popular vote.com or org underway to get state laws to be passed and say they'll give the electoral votes to whoever wins the national presidential vote. And that's really gotten all over. California's passed law, Illinois, Connecticut passed law, Maryland, New York State. So they're more than halfway there to get rid of this antiquated, ridiculous 
electoral college. The second thing is people have ranked voting or instant runoff voting where they vote for their first, second, and third preference. That gets rid of the so-called spoiler issue. And third, in Florida, as Gore and others have told me, uh, he lost Florida because it was stolen from him. He won the popular vote. Right. It went into Florida. There were all kinds of shenanigans by uh, George Bush's brother and the Secretary of State in Tallahassee. And then it went to the 5-4 Republican-dominated Supreme Court, who selected George W. Bush. So the Green Party was an insignificant uh, uh, factor. 97,000 votes in Florida. There were 300,000 uh, 300, Democrats who voted for Bush in Florida alone. Uh, not to mention that every other third party uh, in Florida, uh, like uh, Pat Buchanan, they didn't say Pat Buchanan was a spoiler, did they? They liked no. Pat Buchanan on yeah. the third party vote. we got to let people run freely and let the voters decide and stop basically turning third-party candidates into second-class citizens. All right, all right. Excuse me, Spud. What? Well, I, I know the election is about here, and so many people have already voted, but it's a shame that you couldn't persuade Mr. Nader to toss his name into the race like today. It, it would be great for democracy, don't you think? Hello? Oh, Ralph, I need a sec here. Okay. No, I don't. You Trumpers are just bummed you don't have another Jill Stein to run interference for your dear leader in this election cycle. Uh, I know there are a couple other people running, you know, this time against the two major parties, but thank God they don't look like they could, you know, swing the thing in his direction. Third party candidates need to look at 2024 and beyond, but not now, for God's sakes. This election is too important. Oh, I love Ralph Nader. In a perfect world, he would have made a fine president. But with that stupid electoral college around, any third-party candidate is just not wise right now. Right. In the future, sure. Yeah. Oh, I strongly disagree. Well, maybe Jill Stein would consider jumping into the race at this late date. You know, there's still a couple days remaining until the actual election. It would be the patriotic thing to do. No, it would not. Now, let me finish this up with Ralph. Okay, I'm back. Yes, bud. Um, well, I, I, last quick question, like for 10 seconds, I got to hit you up with this. A lot of people think Ralph Nader is a workaholic, totally focused on making the country a better place. Do you have any hobbies or interests? Do you have at least Netflix or Hulu? Well, I'm not on the internet because I want to get some work done. Uh, okay. uh, I still uh, use an Underwood typewriter. Wow. And I use 19, 1980 technology. I like two-way telephone calls, person-to-person, -person, rather than email or text message. You know, now the biggest obstacle to, to democracy may surprise you. You can't get through to your government. You can't get through to local, state, national officials and agencies. You can't get through to your members of Congress or their staff. And that didn't happen before the Internet. Right. They say, oh, we're overloaded. We got all kinds of email coming in, text messages and voicemails. It's terrible. It's a terrible problem that has to be addressed. All right, all right. Well, hey, I know you got to go, so let me say again that the paperback version of your book, Wrecking America, published by Skyhorse Publishing, is now available wherever books are sold. Hey, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you, Spud. It's a book to be read and used by you, the citizen. Clear, big print. There you have it, Mr. Ralph Nader. 
Spud's not going anywhere, and neither should you. The Spud Goodman Radio Show returns in just a moment. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Say, if we could return to the subject we were discussing, being blocked on social media, I feel there are millions of others who have experienced what I went through. You know, when you destroyed my self-esteem, Spud, it was a kick in the stomach. Come on, yo. Well, you know, it doesn't feel as bad as getting kicked in the nuts. Uh, trust well, me on that one is I've had both done to me more than once. Yeah. Okay. But why it wasn't funny. Why it hurt my like political hell. preferences cause you to react in such an angry, judgmental fashion. I, I'm just proclaiming my love for our commander in chief, Donald Trump, someone who history will record as our greatest president. These guys, they make millions of dollars. They're smart as hell. Yeah. I, I have to be honest here. I may have also blocked you, Gerald. In you did? fact, I did. It was last year, I think. I just couldn't handle all those Fox News memes you were posting. Oh. Yeah, and Dorothy, those are bad enough, but he keeps reposting all those wacky QAnon posts, too. Dude, right? do you really believe Hillary Clinton eats kids or Barack Obama is an alien? You know, not from Kenya, but from Uranus or something. Or, or Joe Biden sniffs the shrunken heads of former kitty show host dead ones. Uh, listen, I just try to keep my followers up to date on what's happening in our world. You know, oh, there are so many stranger than fiction events occurring right in front of our eyes. But so many people are ignoring it. Uh, no, it really is fiction. And for the record, Obama was born in Hawaii. E, well, let's just agree to disagree on that one, Spud. If we're all being honest here, then I have to admit I've blocked everyone who works on the show. Except, of course, not the love of my life, Dorothy. You guys post some dumb stuff. Wow. Why would you block me, Chance? I, I am, in essence, your boss. That's almost insubordination if you think about it. I, because I, I haven't blocked you. Uh, well, actually, you know, I, I I've never seen your page, your Facebook page. You even have one. I don't think you can be insubordinate if you're an intern who works for free. Can I ask if you have any Facebook friends under like forty? I the yeah, I do have a yeah, I do. The only posts you see are probably about prostate exams, retirement parties, and the benefits of Metamucil to start your day. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, I have mentioned to you about Metamucil. Even at your age, it could do wonders for your regularity. Let me say on the air for everyone to hear, I have never, ever used Metamucil, okay? okay. Hey, uh, Chance, I totally get why you would block Spud because, you know, he posts such liberal rantings. But why in the world would you block me? I, I really have no idea. Besides that QAnon garbage, all those recipes and pics of your relatives, well, 
they just get on my nerves. I can yeah. handle that stuff from my grandparents, but they're my family. You know, my wife is responsible for the recipes. I've mentioned to her that she is at times a bit too active uh, sharing them. But you know what? Who doesn't want to see cute family pictures? What's with you, Johan? I don't know those people. Why would I want to see a bunch of pictures of people that mean nothing to me? They're no cute. offense, but I have enough relatives to keep up with. Yeah, kids these days are, are brutally honest on man. Uh, Aunt Dorothy, I, I hope you're prepared for this in your marriage to him because he's very opinionated. Let's just leave it at that. Well, we both feel honesty and transparency is the key to a happy and healthy relationship. Yes, at times, Chance, you can be somewhat harsh in your assessments, but that is a generational characteristic of millennials, and I accept it. I have to be real, Dorothy. You know what I mean. Okay, uh, I have to move on here and play some more music. So uh, this is a this is a tune from a band from Perth, Australia, the Love Junkies, and it's a cut off their 2013 release, Maybelline, titled Oxymoron. Uh, hit it, please. Can't put a name to my face. Just like the real thing. Spud, your next guest, Vernon Davis, is holding for you. Now, Vernon was a baseball player, right? 
No, he played 15 seasons in the NFL. He was a tight end on the 49ers, and later uh, he was on the Washington football team. I guess that's you know what they're called now. He was really good. Okay, is that the team that was called the Washington Redskins? Why in the heck did they change their name? The answer is... Man, I don't have the time to explain that to you if you don't understand. Well, I remember Vernon quite well. When his 49ers would play our Seahawks, well, 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 it was quite a battle. And Vernon looked really hot in his uniform. So he's no longer playing? No, he's on that Dancing with the Stars show. Uh, you know, they get a lot of former pro athletes. Uh, I'm thinking he should dominate like he did on the field. You know, I hope he doesn't hurt any of the other dancers, as he's used to tackling people. You can't prevent everything. Nah, he's on to bigger things these days. Just put him through. Welcome to the show, former NFL player, actor, and now dancer Vernon Davis. Thanks for checking in with us. So so you're you're now competing on this season's Dancing with the Stars, airing on Monday nights at 8, 7 Central on ABC. Do, do you bring the same mindset to the dance floor that you brought to the football field in your 15 seasons in the NFL? Uh, yeah, you know what, I feel like... Um... Whenever you're competing or you're you're um, you have something that you're doing, especially at, at a level like this, you you gotta make sure you're prepared. And I I was able to bring the the, the same mindset and the preparation that I that I put into football into dancing. Super. Well, at least you don't have to like look out for cheap shots now, right? Uh you're right. I don't have to worry about anyone <laughs> blindsiding me or anything. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of taking a brutal shot. Uh... Yeah, I, I was wondering if you still feel that hit from Cam Chancellor of the Seahawks in the 2012 season playing for the 49ers, because, man, you are one tough dude. You know what? I feel that hit every day, every morning I get up from Cam Chancellor. I think about it all the time. He hit so hard, man. He left a, he definitely definitely left, a, left an impression on me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Cam's, Cam's awesome. He was great, great playing against him. Um Playing in the NFL, you have to you have to really make sure that you're taking care of yourself because you never know what will happen. You get hit, uh, you can break a break a bone. So you is it's, yeah. it's imperative that you take care of yourself. And I've been uh, trying to do that, you know, since I was playing. In the same way, I'm trying to do it now that I'm dancing. Well, I, I myself would never, ever w- run a wheel or crossing route ever myself because I wet my pants just watching that play on TV. But anyway, moving on. So regarding Dancing with the Stars, a lot of people wonder how in the current times of the pandemic can the dancers do their thing? Like, What kind of safety measures do you have to undergo? Is there a bubble for the dancers? No, we get tested every single day. Um, we all should also make sure that we're um, uh, staying away from... Uh, people, you know, outside of dancing and and just and just being safe. And I think with the testing that we get every single day and wearing the mask, and also we're not able to interact with any of the, the talent um, while we're rehearsing, um, as well as on set. So it's it's been good. They've been they have a a great protocol in place, um, and it's been working. Super. It's, it's, it kind of sounds similar to some of the sports leagues' protocol, like the NBA and the WNBA. I mean, it's, it's pretty tight then, except that you're not in an actual bubble. Right. You're not in a bubble. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, I take it you still work out regularly. What adjustments have you made in, in both the weight room and in, in your diet for dancing? Because bulk is not a plus on the dance floor, right? 
<laughs> right, right. I, I just make sure that I uh, have a healthy, um, just have a healthy lifestyle uh, when it comes to my nutrition. I change my diet um, a lot, and I also make sure that I, I'm running and working out every single day. Not necessarily in the weight room. Um, do a lot of stuff here at home, and um, I get a lot of my cardio when I'm dancing. I didn't know it was you get a lot of cardio, a lot of dancing, but but it's it's so repetitive that you're going back and forth, and it's uh, it's been it's been awesome. How many hours a day do you think you're on the dance floor? Oh, hours a day, like five, five or six. Jeez. Oh, all right. Well, Vernon, you're now a serious actor too, having been in Baywatch with The Rock in addition to other movies. Was that part of the plan all along, or a diversion from you know your off-field career that you envisioned? No, acting was not part of the plan. But since I was an art studio major in college, it, you know the arts correlate. You know, I, I could probably find myself singing and uh, pr- producing music because this, I guess, this it has to do a lot to do with this, the brain. You know, the side of the brain mm-hmm. uh, that you're using for that. But it's been awesome. You know, I've been able to produce two films this this all season. Um, create a lot of content, come up with ideas and um, all sorts of stuff, things. So I have a lot of things on the table for 20, slated for 2021. And it's been cool because I was able to talk to guys like Jesse Metcalf and AJ McLean about doing some projects together. Um, Super. So uh, it's, been, it's been awesome. All right. Well, uh, in, in relation to the arts, you formed the Vernon Davis Foundation for the Arts in 2012 to, uh, to promote education in the arts to better serve at-risk kids. That's pretty cool. What prompted you to, to take that on? You know, it was it was awesome. I just I just followed my heart. Uh, being an art studio major, I always wanted to stay connected to the arts, and I was able to touch a lot of young young kids. And uh, you'd be surprised that a lot of kids they were afraid to pursue the arts while they were in high school because um, they was they were really worried about people making fun of them walking around with a canvas and mm-hmm. um, their, their toolkit. And I was the same kind of kid. I was just like that. You know, it, it was extremely hard to do that. But they felt safe because I was an athlete. I, you know, I had a following. So they felt safe. They felt like I was a hero. And it was pretty awesome to hear that from them and to for them to just be vulnerable and open up to me like that. So that's what the foundation is all about. It's all about inspiring and empowering kids to uh, do what they wanted to do. All right, super. Well, I read you own a bunch of Jamba Juice stores in California. Are your friends and family, maybe even neighbors, always bugging you for a free cucumber orange cooler or like a turmeric shot or something? Uh, they always want a peach pleasure, peach pleasure, or uh, <laughs> acai bowl. <laughs> so you have to like keep uh, like free coupons in your pocket for when when they bug you, or I was just wondering that could be a hassle. Yeah, I keep I keep a lot of I keep some free gift cards on me. Uh, give them out here and there you know at, at times uh, not not so much but you know, I give them out all right. the time alright cool say Spud what well I don't know if I shared this with you or our listeners but in my long term range career goals I plan one day to own a Wiener Schnitzel franchise after Wiener Schnitzel it's all together now okay give, okay yeah I've given a lot of thought on how to make my Wiener Schnitzel Wiener Schnitzel stand stand out from the other fast food places um but if you want to hear some of my groundbreaking ideas i'd be glad to share them right now hey vernon uh, just a moment 
did anyone ask you about your career goals? I mean, come on, you're, you're not the guest. Vernon is, and I'm having a conversation with him right now. It's kind of rude to interrupt us, don't you think? I would say so. Gerald, no one cares about your future Wiener Schnitzel franchise. Yeah. And I hope you do some research about what goes into a hot dog. It's kind of disgusting. Well, the hot dogs at my Wiener Schnitzel, Wiener Schnitzel. will be top notch, nothing but quality ingredients. I don't even eat hot dogs anymore, so I won't be coming to your Wiener Schnitzel. Now, let me get back to Vernon. Yeah, okay, fine. But my hot dogs will be so tasty, you won't be able to say no to one, and, and that's a guarantee. Um, well, let me close this conversation by asking you, uh, it's a trite question, but hey, that's my job. I'm a talk show host. For your most memorable moment on the football field, because you had, you know, 15 seasons, you got to have like one that stands out. Most memorable moment on the football field. I have to say the catch. The catch, uh, uh -huh. catch I had against the Saints. Uh -huh. so that was a pivotal moment for me. It, you know, it changed the traje trajectory of my career. And it was um, it was just an awesome moment being able to score that, that touchdown with a few seconds on the clock. And uh, it was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Awesome day. Well, you have a whole lot of memories to choose from, that's for sure. 15 seasons is beyond amazing, but all right. Well, let, let me say again that you are currently competing on this season's Dancing with the Stars, airing Monday nights on ABC at 8 p.m. 7 Central, and to vote for you. So uh, just thanks so much for coming on our show. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Mr. Vernon Davis. I think it's time for some more music. Uh, here's a song from an interesting guy, Bob Wayne. Uh, he identifies himself as a singer, songwriter, filmmaker, and nomad. Uh, I believe he currently resides in Nashville. Uh, and this one's titled Devil's Son off his 13 Truckin' Songs released in, I think, yeah, it was 2008. A bit, yeah, a bit in the past. Uh, check this one out. I was born, there was a storm like none that they had seen. And up in the clouds was a face in the town, swore it looked like me. I got a guitar when I was eight years old, and I knew it was no toy. It was a tool of the devil, and it was instrumental to the nature of this boy. Well, I grew up fast with my guitar, and I knew it had to be done. Make a deal with the devil like Kurt and Elvis. I scream, what do I sign? All of a sudden, a girl appeared. She said, here, come drink this wine. Sure enough, I drank a shot up. Now it's 10 years down the line. 
devil's son Messing with the devil's son Messing with the devil's son Don't you mess with the devil's son Well, I got up on out that mud Went to Nashville, Tennessee Sure enough, when I showed up There was someone waiting for me I said, hey there, Mr. Bob Wayne's the name And I'm here to meet someone He said, I know, son, I'm a friend of your dad's I smell the evil in your blood He said, follow me downtown, Bob Wayne And I'll show you around Don't you worry about who knows who Your daddy owns this town Well, I took him up and we went down to the studio of sin Up on the wall was pictures of all Four of the highwaymen He said, hey, Bob Wayne, you're the devil's boy And you're his prodigy Then he hit record on this big old board Said, boy, let me hear you sing I was born in the Badlands Raised in the Badlands Evil in my blood You mess with me You best watch out Cause you're messing with the devil's son 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 But you mess with the devil's son What's up, guys? This is the world champion, Judah Friedlander, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Why? Because you're a winner. They're telling me that our show's orchestra, Accordion Joe, is on the line. Do you want to have Trevor put him through? Uh, you know, if I had a schedule, I could wade into the decision as far as having enough time. But, of course, I'm still not given one prior to the show. Well, I will continue to protect my intellectual properties. And if one day you prove to be trustworthy, then I might reconsider. You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes. You know, I think uh, we have like a couple minutes here, so just put him through. Joe, are you there? You bet I am, Spud. Hey, 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 uh, no accordion. That, that's part of the deal, all right? Put it down. Hey, Spud, I've been listening to this show, and I share Gerald's feelings about being very, very hurt about you blocking me, too, on Facebook. Well, I didn't even know you did this until yesterday. It was a tough call for me, okay? It's, you know, I, I didn't really want to do it. I'll admit to blocking you too, Joe. I just couldn't stomach reading any more of your dumb QAnon posts. They are so offensive. Yeah, I mean, I understand Hollywood in some places can be a bit sleazy, but I know for a fact they don't drink the blood of babies and there are no cannibals there. Uh, you know, at least not, you know, Screen Actors Guild members. At least, though, I know I can, I'll vouch for those guys. That, that's just a bridge way too far. We're coming for you, globalist! Obviously, you and your aunt don't read the news on the internet. I can't believe you would block me just because I'm reporting the truth. Everyone knows that Tom Hanks and Oprah Winfrey are Satan worshiper child traffickers. Open your eyes, Spud. I, I have to agree with you, Joe. It's clear as day that Q is just telling the world the facts of what's really going on. Spud, 
I have refrained from reposting QAnon information. Uh, my wife advised me to be cautious, you know, but, you, you know, some people at work might not be able to handle the truth. People can't figure me out. They can't process me. I don't expect them to. You can't process me with a normal brain. Or they might turn you into the FBI. I'm not Facebook friends with you, Joe, but I don't dig reading fake news stories online. They're a waste of time. First of all, who made any of you the umpire on what's true and what's fake? I have spent a lot of hours doing my research on that cabal. Look, hey, do you even know what the word cabal means? Sure I do. It's like, um, you know, one of those uh, uh, covens that witches form, you know, that bad stuff that goes down there. You know, it's like a performing sex change operation on cats. Cats are very evil, Spud. I bet you didn't know that, right? Can you keep a secret? Are you speaking to me? No, I did not know cats were evil. I like cats. You know, not as much as dogs, but they're, they're cool pets. Okay, well, not all cats are evil. Just the Siamese ones. You know, Spud, they are a special breed. Q has said that Siamese cats are capable of very bad things, especially the sexually confused ones. Uh, okay, I heard enough of that Q crap. I'm feeling quite, you know, vindicated for blocking both of you now. Me too. Since Facebook is for senior citizens and I hardly ever use it, I really don't care about this topic. Well, why didn't you say so? Was that your young whippersnapper intern, Chuck? Young man, you are very, very disrespectful to your elders. Uh, it's Chance, and not all his elders. You know he's engaged to my aunt, right? I mean, they're getting married next year. Didn't you get one of their save-the-date cards? No, uh, no, I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry, but we had to limit the number we could invite. The reception hall is pretty small. The capacity is only around 400. Well, 450 if the weather is nice and they can open the patio area. Dorothy, did you speak with the caterer about serving frozen yogurt? I forgot to ask. It's kind of important to me. Dinner is served. Yes, dear. I put that on the menu. No worries. Uh, can you two have that conversation some other time? Uh, hey, Joe, I have to let you go now, right? We are definitely running behind. Uh, so uh, we'll hang up or we'll hang up on you or whatever. So will you unblock me after this show? It, it's the least you could do, Spud. Oh, yeah, I, I would really appreciate it too, Spud. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to, you guys, but I have to follow my heart, okay? Uh, later, Joe. Uh, we're going to be back in a moment. Besides being a fine gentleman, isn't he a great accordion player? My, how time flies. Would anyone mind if I hung up now? I have stuff to do. This show is kind of boring. Honey, just suck it up. We'll be done here shortly. Alright, but could everyone keep their commentary to a minimum? I still need to take out the recycling or my mom will deactivate my cell phone. I would miss our late night conversations, Dorothy. I don't think she's kidding about this. Oh. Why don't you get your own cell phone plan? Jeez, I mean, you're about to marry my aunt, and you're still on your parents' plan, the family plan? Uh, I bet you're still on their car insurance coverage, too. I, that's not a 
frankly offensive. I am as I only have my learner's permit, but when I do get married and move out, I plan on getting on Dorothy's insurance policy if I pass my driver's test. Uh, you know, finishing up on what we were discussing earlier, I'm pleased to say that I am not the only individual who's concerned with this blocking phenomenon we have uh, that I've mentioned. Uh, yeah. Evidently, we've gotten a number of calls about the topic, and our engineer Trevor just texted me about this. Uh, he left one caller on hold if we want to take it. Uh, should I have him put through? Uh, I don't know. I guess we don't have any more celebrities on the schedule. Um... Yeah, we got a couple more minutes. Okay, put it, put it through. Okay, I just texted Trevor. You know, this remote radio thing is pretty cool, but one thing I do miss from being in the studio is, is the free toilet paper in the office bathroom. You know, being home all the time, yeah, it's affected my budget. I, I won't lie. I, I did occasionally take a few rolls home, you know, now and then from the office. I, and I never ran out in those days. I think that this is your way of telling me something. Okay, uh, Spud, the caller is on the line. All right, you're on the air, caller. Go ahead. Right now? Hey, yeah. long-time listener, and I've called in before. Do you recognize my voice? Uh, no, sorry about that, but no, well, I don't. that's okay. So, so I wanted to toss in my two cents about blocking people on Facebook. You can do it on other sites, but Facebook's where it's the most fun. Put me down as a big fan of blocking people. It's a blast. I can't get enough of it. That's so hot. So... So you have trouble stomaching the, the pro-Trumpers posting all the, the libtards like me uh, who are destroying our country, that kind of stuff. It must get, it gets on your nerves, too. Oh, I don't like that libtard word. Uh, you know, Mrs. Jarvitz, I believe it's just a gentle rebuke of liberals. You know, nothing personal. Uh, uh, huh. do, you mean do the support Trump supporters and those Q people piss me off? Nah. I have some family members who love the guy. Me? Ah, I know he's a dick, but I don't block people because of politics. I just do it because it's freaking fun. Really? Well, when I do it, I find it to be, I don't know, not that much fun, really. It's just something I have to do, like like putting on insect repellent at night, you know, in the summer. Yes! Oh, then you aren't doing it often enough. I've blocked a few thousand people in the last couple of years. I've a lot of friend requests, but most don't last that long. Thousand? Caller, why, why would you hurt the feelings of so many people? That sounds so callous, so uncaring. Stop being weak. Uncaring? What's uncaring is not paying attention to the posts of all those people I kicked to the curb. It's much really? more compassionate to block a Facebook friend than to ignore them. Now that's disrespect. Well, you know, I never thought about it like that, caller. Actually. Okay. Well. Something I didn't say before was, I use an alias for my Facebook page. If I had a page in my own name, then my parents would send me a friend request and I'd have to make a tough decision there. I'd rather not be put in that position anyway. And as I said earlier, I hardly ever look at it anyway. Oh, I have no problem blocking family members. I've asked most of mine. To be honest, they're actually the first to go. I don't want to start my day in the morning seeing posts from annoying relatives or their food pics or their birthday donation requests or kids' grade school graduation pics. I don't even remember the names of most of the rugrats in our extended family. I can't tell them apart. There's just too many of them. Any. Meeny, miny, mo. 
What what kind of person would block their own family members? That is so wrong. You know, I had no idea this practice was so prevalent. Well, blame Zuckerberg. You know, the world was a, a fairly pleasant place before he stole that social media idea from his Harvard buddies. You know, that theft of intellectual property will be seen by historians as the key factor in the destruction and the downfall of our Western civilization. You know, I don't know if those Winklevoss twins would have prevented this, but they couldn't have made it any worse. I don't know. Man, without Facebook, life would be so well, not fun. Twitter and Instagram are okay, but nothing beats unfriending some twerp who goes on and on and on and on and on about nothing. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I get it. You dig blocking people. I, I gotta go now. now? So thanks for calling no, no, in. No, 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 no. I have some tips for people who want to block someone when it might be a bit risky. You know, well, when the blowback might be significant, like a, like a boss or a spouse's parent. I've come up with a few ways to do so without serious damage anyway. Can I lay them yeah, out okay, quick well. here? No, no. I, I think we got all the basics on how to handle this, but thanks for calling in. Uh, ditch this guy, please. Uh, all right. I'm going to hang up now. My mom's yelling at me to get the recycling out now. I'm coming, Mom. Hold on a second. I'll text you later, babe. Anyway, now, oh. now let me close the show. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be. And I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. The Spud Goodman Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Producer, David Brenneman. Produced at Rosedale Audio Productions. Associate producer, TJ Pite. Video director, Wyatt Young. Production assistants, Brian Martin and Chance Morrison. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent, Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2020 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Mrs. Jarvis, I appreciate you staying on the phone to talk. So I can understand Spud blocking me on Facebook. You know, he's always been somewhat jealous of me and what I've got going on in my life. You know, my marriage and family life, uh, my successful second employment position at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. But you, you blocking me really hurt. Oh, I would really prefer not to address that, Gerald. Just let it go. But I am such a valued Facebook friend to so many. I, I, I would bet your feed is a lot more boring without the posts I share. I try to break news that so many mainstream sources just flat out ignore, and I sprinkle in some cute videos and memes, too. Just promise you'll think it over. Oh, I really need to hang up as I have to FaceTime Chance. Oh, all right. Uh, hey, do you think if I sent you a new friend request, you might accept it? No, no rush, and I'll trust that you'll make the right decision. Yeah, I don't think there is a possibility I'll reconsider. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. okay. Goodbye, Gerald. Yeah, you know, I'll send the friend request anyway. Are, are you still there? Uh, you know, I'll send the friend request anyway. Are, are you there? Hello? No. 
I guess not. All right, then. Tonight.